0: Due to popular demand, you can subscribe to Kiko's Free Thinkers Forum on YouTube. You can watch all of our videos there on our YouTube platform. Now, you can also subscribe and listen to any of our audio on Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, Podvine, Podbean, Amazon, and different platforms. Please tell your friends and family, and I hope you enjoy your day, beautiful people. Beautiful people, welcome to another episode of Kiko's Free Thinkers Forum. This is episode forty-one, and we aren't joined by a special guest today. I am going to give a spontaneous update and a little bit of commentary about some activity going on around Nashville, Tennessee, um, that I think can be put into a larger context of what I think um, is going on in the country as far as labor movements or concern and the potentiality of a general strike, which I think in my personal opinion right now is, um, is whimsical. I think it's just a utopian concept right now in the United States, just based on the way, um, not only how labor functions right now, but just um, the attitude and the psyche of, of the people. I just think complacency has really seeped into um everyone's lives. And um, I don't think people know how to deal with their economic situations accordingly. And and the tools that we should have just aren't um, being used because um, these corporations are so powerful. And I'm gonna talk about um, not expose Nashville, but I'm just gonna give people um, sort of the run up as far as um, how this gentrification and this big business in Nashville, just how big the city, this area in general has grown and how um, how all this ties into a group that I want to give a shout out to um, the workers at um, Workers' Digni- Dignity, Dignidad Overta. Um, I'm going to share some information about this group that I think is useful and just sort of give a brief overview of what happened um, with that situation with Workers' Dignity, which is a worker-led organization. I think it's a nonprofit um, based in Nashville. It was founded in 2010. Um, The former director has been released. And um, as far as I know, last week, most of the striking staff, they were also released. um, but I'm not 100% sure if that's confirmed or not, but I know that um, that, that there were a lot of people on strike because the director um, who had organized and done all these workshops and did a lot of groundwork with this Worker's Dignity um, was let go of March the 6th. But um, just to give a brief overview of what Worker's Dignity does, um, they help workers They help with, um, uh, especially with the construction industry, um, helping workers gain education as far as what their rights are, um, when they need to um, consider striking, just educating the everyday worker. A lot of these workers um, don't have English as a first language. Um, I would say the vast majority of these people in question Um, English wouldn't be their first language, but um, they they help all types of people as far as um, gaining wages. um, They they were successful in um, acquiring wages, I think, for people in Brentwood, the Twin Peaks Restaurant, the Hooters Restaurant, um, some of the other local businesses where there was exportation of the workers, a lot of the large hotel chains in the Nashville area. um, This group helps acquire wages for people who are um, wrongfully being, I guess, um, they're not getting paid what they're supposed to get paid. Um, they protest the working conditions, um, sexual harassment, um, any sort of like blackmail or that a worker may go through. This workers dignity basically helps those people, um, educates them as far as what their rights are. And in a lot of cases, they've retrieved, I think, um, millions of dollars for a lot of these workers over the years. So, I mean, this is a legitimate um, worker led organization that is um, kind of one of its kind in the in the South because the South has this reputation of not having the labor movement that are strong. But um, this w- is an example of that uh, movement. There are other organizations, I think, in Atlanta, Memphis, but I'm not 100% sure um, the details with them. I mean, I'm local, I live in the Nashville area, so I know a little bit more about workers' dignity. I was actually introduced to workers' dignity um, from a publication of a comrade that came onto the forum a couple of times with Jay Carrico. And I'm more than likely invite Jay back on to discuss uh, just some of the work from that book If Voices Were Fired, um, Agents of Change, published in 2015. I think it's available on Amazon, Kindle. You can also get it directly through Jay's uh, website. But um, that's how I found out about Workers' Dignity. Someone that they interviewed by the name of Michael Gilliland, I think is his name. I think he's based out of Chattanooga. He gave a shout out to Workers' Dignity. So I looked into the group more. Um, I tried to get... Uh, Some of the fire um, people on the forum so far, it's a tough situation because um, people have just been recently fired and there's a lot of um, litigation going on behind the scenes. Um, I think the the forum director has been sued by the board. Um, The board of Workers' Dignity, I think, was only made up of three people. But the but the, the staff basically it was up to eighty people who signed the letter, basically saying that that was wrong. How they let go of the former director, which I think spurred all this um, movement when it came to the people striking, accusations of um, um anti-trans hate. Um, the workers there that are part of the LGBTQ community and and those people complained of um harassment, um not getting paid. And, um, there's other kind of discrimination going on. um I believe it was in early March after they fired the director, which again, I'm trying to protect these people's names, and they're gonna bring up um that type of information and I like I said, there's stuff going on right now in in litigation, and I don't want to deal with that stuff. I will mention one person's name that's um part of the fire staff of, of social groups they're starting a um, strike fund and i want to give a shout out to that strike fund and that fundraiser i'm going to give the information to you all in a second but um as far as uh, this board dynamic and this this support staff below um the workers obviously didn't like the the i guess the change in direction after they got rid of the former director Um, of workers dignity and so there was a a struggle with power you basically had three people um dictating i guess strong-arming everybody else and the staff felt like they didn't have the equal representation you know like to i guess make a decision themselves the staff basically was supposed to have a say in who's able to be let go and who's not able to be let go and i think this was just kind of um I think the founder of Workers' Dignity had other agendas, um, and from all accounts um, that I've seen, the people that were part of this board really didn't have any sort of relationship with the everyday workings of Workers' Dignity, weren't hands-on, weren't involved. I, I think some of the people who had been there for over a year hadn't even seen um, people on the board. the staff and the board just completely disconnected it seemed and like i said there's all types of um, harassment charges being made and discrimination um there was a situation um where there was um a guy on the contract a little boy actually he was 16 got killed he fell 120 feet i think from a hotel um that he was working on his name was gustavo ramirez and I think he he didn't have his safety harness or anything on. So that's what workers' dignity um does. Like they they try to find um labor exploitation, um, not only just from wages, but also just working conditions. Um, and they give lots of workshops about how to inform the public of this stuff. Um and so that's the reason why I'm highlighting this group. But as I said um last week. I think most of the people have been released from Workers Dignity as far as the staff itself, but I'm gonna read something that um, Social Cruz um, has as far as this strike fund is concerned. It says, Workers Dignity, staff strike fund, the staff of Workers Dignity and Dignidad of are on strike. They are protesting the unilateral decision of the founders to circumvent the established processes of the nonprofit body and fired the executive director through that outsized influence over the two-member board, excuse me. So you have two people basically making the decisions of all the people who are doing the groundwork um, in this organization. Uh, and I'm gonna continue totally disregarding the desires of the staff and the community. The community, their workers' dignity has worked so hard under Cecilia's leadership to serve stands with the staff in that strike against the board's decision. Uh, under Prado's leadership, workers' dignity has flourished in immigrant communities around Nashville, winning massive gains for work, workers and developing the capacity of community organizers to adequately serve the people of Nashville. As a part of this effort, the staff was attempting to make the board more democratic and this has not been met with a threat um, to the power of the founders who haven't done the work with working class people in years. Like I was saying before, um, this strike fund is basically saying that um, these people were nowhere to be found, the the people um, who created this workers dignity, but the workers in the actual organization was doing everything. Um, It continues these founders don't go to the funerals of the fallen workers like Marvin, and I mentioned um, Gustavo earlier, they don't go to the educational seminars. They aren't involved in the work or actually materially organizing Nashvilleians, of course, a more democratic form. And so it keeps going on and on. And I'm going to share the link to this strike fund at the end of this description, um, just so people have that information. So that's kind of just a rundown. I, I'm not going too much into details because um, this is really an ongoing situation. But um I want to make the larger point that um, the two largest, I guess, lobbying organizations, as far as money is concerned and influence in the United States, I think 2022 was the National Association of Realtors and the US Chamber of Commerce. And why does that have any importance to this discussion? Because um, we're dealing with corporate interests versus the people. Um, we're dealing with corporate interests who don't care about um these contractors getting killed because of the unsafe working conditions. And so again, there's a disconnect. Um, people are worried about their bottom line, and they're worried about the the protection of the workers who are putting in all the labor. And then you have some people just collecting the paycheck and pushing a couple of numbers on the screen. So, I mean, again, there's a huge disconnect um, in the country. And um, I think it goes back to the whole where your ideological basis is. um, People think that capitalism can work because they've operated under that system their whole life. Um, That is the system that we operate under is capitalism. We've um, consistently seen that there's just exploitation we really are at the mercy of the people who hire us whatever um place of employment we have we're at their mercy you can be fired at any given notice um even though you have to pay rent and pay your bills pay your mortgages and everything else you can be fired at any given notice without any kind of justification and so that's what i mean as far as um we don't have those protections in place for the workers Um unions Um, There is some union presence, but the union presence that's strong, they tend to be really big unions. There's no, we saw with the railroad strike, for instance, how that didn't even matter as far as um, union membership. Because um, a lot of times, depending on who's in the union, there's a hierarchy within the union. And um, there's almost deals being cut separately from everybody else. And so there's a hierarchy even within the union membership and um the union bosses again you're almost at the mercy of that boss even though it's a union and so it goes into the the idea of hierarchies and uh horizontalism. Horizontalism is um ideally an approach where you share kind of the I guess the control or the say and that's where workers um, dignity was built on was horizontalism and um with these recent actions, the horizontalism has basically been compromised. Um, that goes against the whole philosophy of horizontalism. When you have two people, um, which consists of this board making the decision to um, release, you know, all these people who are on strike, and you know, firing staff and everything else. And apparently, um, there was a grievance where the former director. Um, there were claims that she fired uh, and got rid of somebody like one of the operating um people, one of the organizing managers or the operational managers. but the form director basically said that they didn't have that jurisdiction or authority to fire anyone anyway, so that was unfounded. And the claim was made that that person walked out on their own that that person didn't have anything to do with that. So again, it's a lot of um I don't represent these people. I'm just kind of telling you what I've um, looked up and researched and I'm sharing the information with you and, um, down the road, if we can get someone on from, on workers dignity, um, I think it would be beneficial to the audience. But as of right now, I understand I've talked to, um, I'll just say that I've talked to someone from workers dignity that was formerly associated with them. They're not associated with them anymore. That, um, we had agreed to do an interview. But due to the circumstances, you know, crisis management and everything else, that's not happening right now. And that's understandable. But I want to go back to the Chamber of Commerce um, issue for a second. We know the real estate is, um, that's been a big thing in Nashville. Nashville to me is trying to become the new Atlanta. And uh, the labor laws are some of the worst, um, in the south in tennessee tennessee has horrible labor laws there's no protections for workers um union um organizing is highly highly discouraged um and so the minimum wage doesn't go up none of that stuff goes up because the workers really don't have a lot of leverage um and so even if a union was present trying to make those concessions just become that more much more difficult because, um, like I said, we have some pretty harsh labor laws in this um, state. Um, and that's why these companies are able to come here. Um, people think it's a positive. I mean, we're, we're talking about building these football stadiums and baseball stadiums and everything else, all these different business endeavors sure it looks good from the outside the skyscraper keeps growing but someone has to build that that infrastructure and um i don't think people care about how the infrastructure is built as long as it's um, being produced but um a lot of times people are dying working on these buildings they don't have the proper um, tools that they need to do their jobs and um and that's what workers dignity is about i mean like i said there have been several several workers that have died just um the countless numbers of construction workers just dying in the natural area because of um the lack of protections there just the company's not caring as long as the job gets done the contractors is not caring as long as the job gets done um and this person um Cecilia Prado she uh, is on the record as saying that The worst place in the country for a construction worker is Nashville, Tennessee, because we have such terrible um, labor laws in the state of Tennessee, which is something that I think needs to be discussed instead of this Tennessee 3 stuff with the gun control, which um, I had an interview yesterday with with Constance Every, which I'm going to publish later. And so you all can kind of get my views on what I think about that. But I just think it's a political sideshow in the state of Tennessee right now. This issue should be um, one of the issues being discussed um, as far as the workforce is concerned, labor organizations, as opposed to all this political theater that we see um, constantly. It really is part of the Democratic-Republican agenda is this red-blue alliance um, in fighting the villain hero stuff that we've talked about some on the forum. That's more or less um, an update on workers' dignity. And um, if I can get someone to come on, I will. I didn't share a lot of the details. That's just to give you an idea of what's going on. Um, what the support, like a worker-led organization being kind of like one of the earliest examples of this um, solidarity of the workers. And then all the hard work that these people have done over the years with workshops and educating people um, about their rights um, when they go into a job. And just, I don't think a lot of people have that information. And again, it's a one-of-a-kind organization and it's really that work is under threat right now. And like I said, I don't know if these people are gonna be, be able to come back to Workers' Dignity. I mentioned a few names, but um, as of now, I. I I did forget to mention this right here. They, um, the board turned the lights off. They turned off the electricity. They turned off the internet. The workers were basically saying that that was unjust for them to do that. So they threatened them, turned the water off and everything. Um, If you go to Workers' Dignity, you follow them on Twitter. They have um, all these updates on here. I haven't seen an update in a while though because um, the former director's staff still had control of the over the website and all the social media. And I think the board of these two people that I was talking about now they have their counter um, website to um, share their perspective on it, you know? So you have a lot of fighting going on still. Like I said, um, there's been lawsuits involved. And so I don't know if I can comment on some of this stuff right now. I'm just kind of sharing the information, but I wanted to transition into um, briefly talking about general strikes and just, I don't know if that's um, a realistic possibility. I know that during COVID, that was supposed to be a general strike that happened. That would have been October of 2021, I think. Um, The general strike or maybe October of 2020. That's when a general strike was planned. There was no organization for it. There's literally one website that had generalstrike.org or something on it. And um, you had to sign a petition. There was no sort of um, information given with regards to who was behind this initiative. So that's what I'm saying. There's no organization, I guess, in a nutshell. There's not gonna be a general strike in the United States anytime soon because um, there's no organizational capacity at the ground level. Um, We have disunity. And um, this is political. And as we see, um, I was talking to a friend last week, um, any sort of labor parties, like political parties that had a basis in um, labor and and strengthening the workers, all that stuff has been absorbed into the two major parties, um, namely the Democratic Party. So um, that's why you don't have as much revolutionary favor and um, spirit, because... Those people have been um, absorbed into the Democratic Party, and like I've said before in the forum, I believe that that's the purpose of Bernie Sanders, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, um, the squad, this so-called squad. Their whole goal is to keep the people who are more quote-unquote radical. Um, they they're sort of the gatekeepers, bringing those people back into the Democratic Party. The party establishment controls all the say in the Democratic Party. So the figureheads like the Nancy Pelosi types and the Chuck Schumers and the, I mean, Biden's a figurehead. I mean, he basically takes orders from the leadership of the the Democratic National Committee, Um, the Hakeem Jeffries of the world. All these people are establishment people. Bernie and all these other people are just on the fringes. They're there to keep you into the Democratic Party, even though they may say some stuff like um, or show that they disagree on issues, but ultimately their goal is to keep you in the Democratic Party. And the Republicans do the same thing. Um, The so-called far-right people like Bovert and and, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the people who um, can't stand the Bush camp of the Republican Party. Um, their goal is to keep people in the Republican Party, even though they say that they hate the establishment Republicans, but um, they don't hate them enough to create their own party or their own movement. So, it gives people the illusion that they're um challenging the system, when in reality, they're just reinforcing the same status quo. And so that's the what that's why I don't really pay attention to that stuff a lot, and um, that's why I didn't pay attention to the Tennessee Three stuff. Honestly, they've already been reinstated. Um, it's, to me, it's a complete joke, um, all about election season. Um, one of the guys, I believe Justin Pearson, I believe he'll probably end up being at the Democratic National um, Convention next year, watching him be a big speaker, a rising star like AOC was when she was popular, when she first got on the scene. Um, so again, we've been played. We are talking about guns. The guns aren't going anywhere. Um. I'm going to link gunarchives.org into the Constance Every description on that interview because we talked about the gun debate of some and how basically when gun violence happens in um, the hood or in the trailer parks or anywhere else in working class communities, the media doesn't seem to care the same way. And even if the story is picked up, the people in those communities are blamed for their situation, the Blacks killing the other Blacks. It's always framed within a racist um, undertone like that as if white people aren't killing each other either um so, so they frame it in a way to where oh yeah whatever those um, desir- those undesirables they're killing each other off in their neighborhoods their poverty stricken neighborhoods but these um kids they are killed in school we got to focus on that that's more important um it's all unfortunate um but the violence is going to continue because my whole thing about guns is um, I think all drugs should be legal and under this same uh, premise, I believe that you should have the right to own as many guns as you want. Now, I think you need background checks. I think you need, I think you need some initiatives in there, like um background checks at the very least. Um, and whatever other information that people agree on legislatively that I, I have no issue with that stuff. Um, I just, I just think it's, a um, when people say gun control, to me that sets a precedent to, um, it is a distraction because it makes people who are all about the Second Amendment, it just makes them more, um, I guess, insecure. Like I'm a pro-Second Amendment person because it's part of the Constitution. I'm a pro-First Amendment person. and I guess people who say, like, we need to abolish guns, I think that's a ridiculous concept. Um, that's never going to happen because if they did have some kind of a situation where um, our guns were very limited or we had to turn in our guns, then they're going to go after the poor people first. The same people that the shit lips talk about all the time, the people of color, all the poor people, those people's guns are going to be taken away first and so you're gonna have the 1% with all the guns and the the cops are gonna have all the guns and the military is gonna have all the guns. So I think that's a stupid scenario to say to prohibit guns. I mean, there are guns in other countries. um, And I think we're blaming guns when we need to be blaming the failures of our healthcare system and the mental health crisis. So um, I think there's just so much more to it than gun control. Gun control comes up every two to four year political cycle just like LGBTQ issues come up and just like abortion um, comes up. It, they're done like that for a reason to keep people um, thrown off of um, th- this capitalistic system and um, and looking into the problems of capitalism. Like I said, our money's being inflated and devalued these day, but that seems to not be of interest. We're more concerned about um, how many black people are in a, a caucus even though these same black people are just upholding the status quo, I mean, it's like I don't care if it's three hundred of them, um, in this congressional black caucus or whatever, in the state level or um, within the White House or anything else. I don't personally care about those people because they don't, to me, they don't represent black people anyway. They represent the Democratic Party, and they happen to be black faces in the Democratic Party. I've already took a hardline stance on that, and people know where I stand on that. Tracy Carson's episode. Um, we talked about the episode 10. Um Tracy's more on the fence about it. I'm definitely not on the fence about it. I'm not I'm not supporting Bernie or anyone that has to do with the blue coalition anymore. The vote blue, no matter who people. Uh, I'm not gonna say that they can kiss my ass, but I just I don't have any interest in that the blue wave, red wave stuff anymore. I just think it's a way to keep third parties from being a part of the discussion and from putting pressure and actual checks and balances on the other two parties. Um, I know I've been rambling a lot, but uh, I guess to to say that um, I don't think a general strike is, um, that the conditions have not been established to have an effective general strike right now. There have been some that was a general strike in Greece back in uh, 2010 due to the austerity uh, measures. And, and I honestly think that if there is a general strike here, it's going to be because our money becomes worthless and um, it's going to be because of economics. That's, that's what it's going to have to be. It's not going to be because of um, like racism or anything like that. I'm sorry. It just isn't. I mean, sure, I understand that um, people's identities are important and stuff. I get it. Like, I don't have to keep talking about this. People know what I do for a living. I don't have to keep bringing this up. And we have people on the show that discuss culture and stuff. So we we emphasize on Kiko's Free Thing, the the importance for culture. We get it. But at the same time, we're not going to ignore the economic um, side of situations, which I think is neglected by the political class. And um, it's done like that on purpose. So we're not talking about, we're talking about everything but economics um, and the intersection of that with some of the identity issues that they do bring up. That's the problem is that they focus just on the identity. And um you see the contradictions in the people. I mean Hillary in 04 um was all about protecting marriage between a man and a woman. Uh 20 years ago, Kid Rock is seen with the drag queen drinking a Bud Light. I mean in a picture which is absolutely and then he's shooting the Bud Light cans. I mean just stupid shit. I mean these people are all hypocrites. So my that's my view. If you're gonna be in the culture war, to me, I'm against war. So I'm against any kind of war. Like we don't need culture war. We need class war. And um culture is important. And I'm not saying that there's a time and a place for it. I tried to do that on the forum, but at the same time, culture war can't be the only thing that's been talked about and and it seems like that, that rolls off people when it comes to their everyday bottom line okay we need to be focused at the end of the day i need food on the table i need light i need uh, water i need clean water i need clean air and so um do you think those people in east palestine you think they're worried about um tennessee three or anything else i mean it's just like i said to me if anything that took away from the fact that all these kids, you know, all these people were killed, these seven or eight people, however many people were killed. And um, there's been a mass murder every week in this country since the beginning of the year. Again, I'm going to link that gunarchives.org onto Constance's um, episode because we talked about gun violence and the gun debate some on that. And I'm going to bring some other people on to maybe discuss this whole idea of gun control. I mean, this, um, buzzword is used a lot um i'm trying to think if there's anything else um you had the starbucks unionization and the struggles with um getting that starbucks union going um these supposedly um very progressive companies like starbucks again that's an oxymoron and it's a progressive in a corporation um how progressive can a multi- Million dollar, billion dollar corporation, be you know that that's kind of the question you have to ask yourself. Um, there have been a few general strikes in U.S. history. There was a Philly one, New Orleans, Seattle, but they're city based, they haven't been a widespread like a general strike is basically. And we talked about this with Tyler King in his episode eight, I believe, or seven, I think it may have been episode seven. Where um it would have to be large sectors of people, so come there's like Walmart, Target, um, like huge, huge corporations like that. Those kinds of people would have to go on strike, and then other industries would have to go on strike at the same time, or maybe within a week or so of each other. But it has to be a planned out thing. But again, we don't have that worker consciousness um, like we used to um, during the World War period. And um, it's only gotten weaker over the years because capitalism has gotten stronger. So um, I don't see a general strike happening unless um, we have another economic downturn like we did in 08, 09. Um, Maybe that opens the door for um, a possibility like an Occupy. I may see there may be something like an Occupy um, event that happens, but as far as a general strike, that takes a lot more collaboration and organization. And right now, the union um, organizations don't have that cohesiveness that it needs to um, execute, I think, a general strike. And, um, but like I said, maybe if the conditions change economically, we may see that possibility. But I think right now it's just simply an idea because um, there's no um, organization there's no demands you you have to have demands when it comes to a general strike on any kind of a strike there has to be concessions um you just can't sit out of work and not have a reason to sit out there's a reason why people go on strike and so again those reasons would have to be specified for a general strike to be successfully executed and then you would have to have enough people on board and it would have to continue i think for several weeks um doing a strike for one day is not going to work out um a boycott for one or two days i don't think is going to work out um this has to be over a period of time to where um these big wigs and these um billionaires and stuff take notice of the people really seeing some resistance and so again um that's my take on the situation i hope i was able to give you some information of value today. But um if it comes off as just rambling, I, I apologize. But um I didn't have a guest, but I want to briefly talk about some of the labor movement and um locally, but just kind of give an overall picture of what I thought about um uh, some of the contemporary issues like this um Tennessee three and um this whole gun control discussion or debate or whatever that comes up in for political cycle um have a great day amir napier is going to be coming on within the next two hours and i just want to give a shout out to um all the listeners all the people who follow the the podcast on youtube we are growing These days, we have 43 different countries as far as outreach when it comes to listenership and viewership. We hope it continues. Um, We have some unbelievable guests lined up for the month of April and May. And um, we get a variance of ideas on this forum, uh, activists, professors, truth seekers, different types of people, authors, uh, community organizers. We get different types of people on here. And um, so far, I believe it's been successful. We haven't accepted any donations yet, but we are open to accepting donations. That's not the main uh, idea. The main idea is to get people to subscribe for free on our YouTube channel because a lot of people like to watch the videos. And also any of our podcasting platforms, uh, Radio Public, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Amazon, being pop by any of the uh, major podcasting platforms. You're one of choice. And I'm just subscribed for free. It doesn't cost a thing to make a click. Um, again, if you send money, that's great, but that's really not the purpose. This is more of a public service in my opinion. And um, have a great day, beautiful people. I wish I was able to come on and speak more positively about stuff. But um, It's really an unfortunate situation that's going on with workers' dignity right now and the workers there. And um, if I'm able to correspond with someone there and they're willing to come on camera to discuss what happened, we will make it happen. But as, as of right now, I think that the wound is too fresh and it's hard to get people to talk about it right now. But regardless, I want to say have a great day and we're going to talk in a few hours, Okay, Cheers.